بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اٹ واز دا پریکٹس آف حضرت عمر بن عبد العزیز رحمۃ اللہ علیہ دا ڈیلی ایٹ نائٹ ہی ووڈ کال اے گیدرنگ آف دوز علماء ہو یوز ٹو ریممبر ڈیتھ قیامت اینڈ دا آخرہ ڈیو ٹو وچ ہی ووڈ کرائی ایز ایف اے جنازہ واز پلیسڈ ان فرنٹ آف ہیم ابراہیم تیمی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ سیز two things caused the termination of all worldly pleasures in me firstly death and secondly the concern of standing in front of allah taala on the day of qiyamah death caused the termination meaning that the concern that death is coming the consciousness of death that is what caused the termination of all worldly pleasures hazrat kaab radhiyallahu anhu says for the person who recognizes death all worldly difficulties become easy ashas rahmatullah alay says whenever we used to go to hazrat hasan basri rahmatullah alay then jahannam and the hereafter were mentioned one woman complained to hazrat aisha radhiyallahu anha about the hardness of her heart hazrat aisha radhiyallahu anha said remember death excessively your heart will become soft The Aisha radiallahu anha said remember death excessively your heart will become soft the woman did as she was told and thereafter she returned to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha and thanked her very much Imam Ghazali rahmatullah alayhi says the matter of death is very terrifying and yet people are very neglectful of it Firstly because of their excessive involvement in the world they do not remember it and if they do then too because their heart is attached to something else it is only remembered verbally which brings no benefit the heart the heart is to be attached to the akhirat to be attached to allah taala the things of dunya we will use that will stay in the hand it will stay in the pocket it will stay wherever it's supposed to stay but the heart to allah taala so ibrahim bin adham rahmatullah alayh or rather sheikh fariduddin attar rahmatullah alayh is an incident of how he made the turn around what became the means of him repenting from his carefree life he was living a very very carefree life unconcerned he was a person who used to sell ether perfumes he had this perfume shop so one day one person walked into his shop and he asked him well this person walked in and he's looking around so he thought maybe he wants to buy something so he's looking so first he waited so after a while he asked the person you want something so he's still looking around eventually he asked him that do you want to buy something what you want you are looking around over and over again what are you looking at so now he asked with some irritation because now this person going on looking around in that whole shop so now that shop was filled with all these various sizes and shapes of this ether bottles whole shelves upon shelves of it so when he asked with irritation what are you looking at so he replied i'm looking at all these things i can see you are so engrossed in all this that when the time of your death comes i'm trying to think how you going to die because your ruh and your soul is inside all these things and molecular mouth is going to scrape it out of each of these things how excruciating that is going to be for you 
So now when this person gave this reply, he became even more irritated. And he said, you're worried about how I'm going to die, how you are going to die. So when he asked this person how you are going to die, he said, this is how I'm going to die. He lay down on the floor, he recited the kalima and he passed away. This became, it shocked him, it shook him. And it became the turning point in his life. And he became then, having turned to the pious people of the time, he progressed until he became the, among the great awliya of the time and regarded as the very, very great and person, senior personalities in the line of Tasawwuf and Deen itself. So, this is the aspect that the, light, the heart, the heart is not to be attached to the worldly things. The worldly things are to be used, not the heart to be given to it. So this is what Imam Ghazali is stating here, that if they do remember death, then too, because their heart is attached to something else, it is only remembered verbally, which brings no benefit. In other words, the heart doesn't remember it. The heart is somewhere else. The tongue might just mention it, but that's where it finishes off. Hence, it is necessary that the heart be made free from everything else, so that death is remembered in such a manner as if it is in front of one. The method of doing this is to ponder over the condition of one's relatives, friends and dear ones who have left this world. How they were placed on the beer, the janaza, and then finally buried in the soil. So now to think about people we knew very closely. People maybe who were very we were attached to them, people we were very friendly with, and they also were walking, talking, laughing, and they seemed to be going to be having to be continuing living for another 50 years, and then suddenly the person was gone. So now think about this person. Where was he and where is he now? So think about how he was then carried on the janaza and finally buried in the soil. One should think about their beautiful features and high positions how the soil has transformed their good features. The first thing that happens in the Qabr is stated, that the eyes melt away. So now that face is there without any eyes. Can you imagine what the scene is? And then the hair falls off, the teeth fall off. And then everything starts disintegrating. Now that person who made so much of effort to try and keep himself very, very uh, adorned all the time, one is to be neat, to be presentable, that is something that Deen teaches us. But where this kind of adornment became the obsession, and a person is more concerned about his body than his ruh. So now what is happening to that body? What has become the condition of it in the, in the cover? So how the soil has transformed their good features, how their bodies have been separated into pieces, Everything starts disintegrating and then it gets dismembered. Everything is now separated from each other. And how they have left behind their children as orphans, wives as widows, and all their clothing was left behind. This will also be my condition one day. How they sat in gatherings laughing aloud and today they are in the graves silently. How they were involved in the pleasures of this world whereas today they are sleeping in bare soil. They forgot death, and today they have become its target. How they were in the intoxication of youth, 
Whereas today none inquires about them. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, Al-Shababu Shu'batum Min Al-Junoon. Shabab, youth. Youth is a branch of insanity. The Hadith Sharif. Youth is a branch of insanity. Does it mean that Nauzubillah, that what is being mentioned is that every young person is mad? No. What is being mentioned is that if a person in that state, that stage of life, if he is not controlling himself, he is not taking correct guidance, correct advice, then a person just goes off in a different tangent and the choices that he makes border on insanity. Then it's very difficult to try and make him understand that look what you are trying to do, what you want to do, what, what you are doing to yourself, how harmful this is. Like a person who's mad, he can't understand. Likewise, if a person has missed the point, missed the track, gone off, then it's very difficult at that stage of life especially. And this is a very, very delicate part of a person's life. So how they were in the intoxication of youth, whereas today none inquires about them. They were always engaged in the occupation of this world. Today their limbs, hands and feet are separated. Insects cling to their tongues and surround their bodies. They used to spend their time in laughter. Today their teeth have fallen off. What plans and arrangements they used to make for the future, whereas death was above their heads. The day of their death was near, but they were unaware that tonight they would not be in this world. I am in the very same condition. Today I am making plenty of preparation for tomorrow, despite being unaware of what will happen tomorrow. So, this is the way in which to remember death. That to remember the people who were around us. And where are they now? What has happened to them? Think about what is the condition that they are in now under the grave. And then think about tomorrow, that's where I'm going to finish off. Am I prepared for that? Whatever is on top, all this will make no difference if it is without Iman, without amal Saliha. Once we under the sand, then all the material things, everything will get left behind. Perhaps this incident we mentioned before, one alim was traveling somewhere in the Middle East and he was going somewhere, he happened to be passing one very huge building, very, very well built and very attractive building, very huge, carrying on and on. So he thought this is probably some government buildings, offices or whatever. So he asked the driver, is this some government offices or what is this? So he said, no, this is the house of the wealthiest person of this country. The person who is the wealthiest person of this country, this is his house. Now this is like a palace and going into acres and acres. And then the next thing that he mentioned about him was that this person just passed away shortly, some weeks or months before that. And then further, he mentioned that he too was buried in the Qabristan and coincidentally he got buried in a grave next to a person who was buried before, or whether that person got buried just after, who was probably the poorest person of that land. person who was just found, passed away somewhere, had nothing to his name, completely penniless. So here he is the wealthiest person buried, and here he is the poorest person buried. From the top you can't make out any difference. Who had all the riches of the world, 
and who was penniless, from the top, both those graves look the same. Yes, inside there will be a big difference, depending who pleased Allah Ta'ala. Either of the two. Whoever pleased Allah Ta'ala, whether the person had all the wealth in the world, but he pleased Allah Ta'ala. And he is in great comfort in the cover, inshallah. And if it was the person who was penniless, but he pleased Allah Ta'ala, then now he is enjoying the ni'mas of Jannat already in the cover. And Allah forbid if it was the other way around, person forgot Allah Ta'ala, and he just made that wealth of the dunya the object of his life, then all these riches, etc. will all get left behind, and the consequences of the neglect now will be faced in the cover. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, that we have to remember this death, remember it daily, consciously, as described here, and make this something that becomes a very, very present thing in our mind. Especially in a way that whenever a person is tempted towards some haram, then immediately this must come to mind. This is the benefit of this daily reflection, this daily muraqaba, this meditation of death. It's not generally the case that a person now will be forever conscious all the time of death. If that had to become the case, our condition and we are so weak, we won't be able to function properly. So, that is not the thing that will generally happen. But if a person is constantly, daily, in that manner that has been described, he is remembering death for that few minutes also. The benefit of this will be when he is being tempted towards haram. He is about to drive somewhere. And now he is driving somewhere, he, the temptation is to drive to a place of sin. Now this will come to mind. But what if this is my last trip? If I don't leave from there alive, Oh, if now he wants to play something in that vehicle, he wants to listen to some music. This will come to mind immediately. That how many people were driving, were traveling, and they never left that vehicle alive. This is an everyday occurrence. Every day somebody or the other, Allah Ta'ala save us from such situations. Allah Ta'ala save us from a sudden death. This is something Rasulullah Sallallahu taught in a hadith sharif, Motil Fuja'a. To ask refuge from a sudden death. On the one hand, a sudden death can be a ni'mat also. In some riwayat, this is what is mentioned as well. That a sudden death is a ni'mat. That a person in a short while is gone. But it's a ni'mat for the person who was ready for it. It's a ni'mat for a person who was a pious person. Otherwise, a sudden death leaves a person with no chance to even make tawbah. And a person who is not of that caliber, then that can be a big test for him. Therefore we have to seek refuge from a sudden death. But this is a lesson to take, that how often this is a daily occurrence. A person is traveling somewhere, this is a, he felt, well, this is a joy ride, and he, what not, was carrying on, and that journey was the last journey of his life. They then took his janaza out of that vehicle. So now when a person remembers death daily, at that time when he wants to switch something on which is not correct, that will come to mind. That will become the barrier. So this is the need that we have to keep remembering that daily. And inshallah, with the barakat of this, we'll get saved from many, many things. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallah, bihamdi. Ashadu Allah, ilaha illa, astaghfirullah. Inshallah, around 22, quarter to start.